0: Because when you get those sort of flashes of inspiration, you want to make sure that you don't lose it. But you have to take the leap and actually give it a go. I mean, otherwise it's, it's nothing more than you had this idea and you never acted upon it. So I think one is that you've got to take the leap, you've got to do something. And the second half of that is the word execution.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Caged Vision podcast with Carrie Rome and Lisa Beck Shuck and a special guest, Andy Wang. Andy, Lisa and I met you at Podcast Movement over a year ago.
0: You did. You saw me with my ukulele (laughs) talking about podcasting and strumming my four strings.
1: I think you automatically, I think Lisa was like, that guy's cool
2: i think i really did say that andy i i did i was like this is a great concept yeah i my vote was for you in the competition there you go
1: thank you yeah for i do yeah, for
2: look you're welcome <laughs> go
1: ahead. for a little context lisa and i were judges on was i judge too or just you lisa
2: no, you were a judge too. How quickly we forget. He's repressed
0: that memory. No, it was a great event. It was a PMX, um, it was a PMX talk event. So it was like 15-minute talks that different people who were attending podcast movement could give. And it's a 15-minute TED-like talk. Uh, yeah. The subject was supposed to be something to do with podcasting. And you guys were sponsors and judges.
1: Yeah. So the 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 key there is zero qualifications, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you sponsored it, and so therefore, so yeah, we don't we don't really. Uh, but it was what was great about it is uh, what you just said. It took creativity. Creativity is what won, right?
0: Yeah, it was a really fun day. It, it I enjoyed listening to all the speakers, and for me, it was just a fun experience to get up there because. Usually getting up on the stage and giving a talk is scary. So uh, when I was asked if I would participate, I said, that sounds scary. So I should definitely do it. That was my attitude.
1: Oh, I want to come back to that. Absolutely. (laughs) I want to come back to that. Well, Andy, as you know, this is the Caged Vision podcast. And each week we look to provide some encouragement and confidence to those people that have a vision for doing something a little bit different could be starting a business they could be in a business but they're sort of on the fence they feel a little bit trapped and they but they want to pursue this and so i want to talk about your business what you've done how you've pressed those boundaries to uh to go and pursue a vision but i want to start with maybe something a little silly a couple questions for you steak or fish
0: oh gosh uh Probably steak, but now that I'm over 40, it tends to be fish.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All right, beach or mountains?
0: (laughs) Beach. Definitely beach.
1: I think I know the answer to this one. East or west coast?
0: I don't know why you would know the answer. Maybe because of my aloha shirt that I'm wearing? Yeah. Truth be told, I'm an east coast guy. Okay. Born and raised on the east coast, but my wife is from Hawaii, so... That's like the most most western state in the United States. So, that's like my second home. So, I, I've i got like. But would you sides. retire there? I've would got a that? foot in. I've got one foot on the east coast and one foot on the west coast. Mm, that's a really long yeah, stretch. Yeah. Would I like to retire there? I would love to retire there.
1: Oh, yeah. Who wouldn't? Right.
0: Yeah. I'd have to. Actually, Hawaii is great because you can have beach and mountains. Maybe I just want it all.
1: Well, that, there's no. not a problem with that, and you can have. Uh, your your fabulous fish. You'll be over forty, and so you have the world the world's uh, full exactly. of fish, right?
0: Yes, I need fish, fruit, and vegetables. Probably less steak, but
1: less steak. Well, very cool. <laughs> um, so I just want to go back to um, I call it the way back machine, and tell us we, the first time that you this concept of vision of of thinking uh, outside of the box. If we want to refer to that as Vision, but how did you know that you know this is something that can't just be a popcorn idea? It's something that I need to pursue and to uh, and to work on continuously to make it happen. When did you first realize that?
0: Well, let me start with I'm in a family business that's 25 years old. We are financial advisors. We're fee only independent financial advisors. So we're working with individuals. We work with business owners my father started the company uh so in your way back time machine i would go back about 4 years because my brother and i we both worked together we decided to launch a business blog for our company and it was our, for, our it was our first foray into content marketing or digital marketing and i was i was kind of like the last guy to think that a financial advisor's blog would be something that people would read. But my brother and I both agreed that it's something that we should do. So we started writing articles, and we did see that people actually <laughs> people actually read it. Um, sometimes it's boring, sometimes it's not. But it was certainly uh, it was certainly um, driving more traffic to our little website. Uh, for our financial advisory firm in New Jersey uh, that wasn't happening before. So for us, that was something where we had a vision. I didn't even have total buy-in myself, but I was willing to try. I said, it makes sense to me. I don't know if it's gonna work, but I'll start writing some articles and see where it goes.
1: Okay, so let me pause you there because I think this is really important for listeners. You just said, uh, I didn't even know if it was work- going to work, but I was willing to try. And I think that's the stopping point for most people. What is it about it that made you willing to try?
0: Well, one is a need to grow the business, right? It's like when you want to grow your business, you don't want to, you don't want to remain static. You want your business to be dynamic. So part of that is being willing to try different things, to try something new. And I knew as a consumer that, like, that my behavior was changing. Like if I wanted to buy a new car, I would immediately go to Google and start searching for, you know, what type of car do I want? Capacity, like how many people? Do I need a minivan for my family? And the whole shopping experience was really web, uh, you know, pretty intense um, doing research and then trying to figure out which dealers. And the process was just a lot of it done on the computer. Um, And I felt like that was starting to happen in our business too. I mean, our business, we never got a client from the Yellow Pages. That never happened. It was always a relationship business. You got a referral from another professional, like an accountant or a lawyer, or your clients recommended you to their friends. But today, people do do online research. And if they have a question about, should I take my retirement distribution or should I roll over my 401k into an IRA? Oftentimes, they don't ask their friend. They go to Google and they type that in. So if you've written written an article about that, they'll find you and that opens up the door to possibly have a conversation
1: with them. Uh, Lisa, I know you're probably having to sit on your hands. You're so excited that this topic is headed this way, right?
2: You have no no idea. So I gave a talk yesterday and one of the statistics that I use, Andrew supports what you just said. So we moved, as a culture from one-dimensional marketing to multi-dimensional marketing. But not only that, we move from corporate brand loyalty to individual brand loyalty. And what that means is, according to Nielsen, 30% of all consumers trust a corporate brand. So that's your research. You you Google, you you sort of refine who you think you want to use. And then you ask people because, and this is amazing, 70% of all loyalty from consumers is personality loyalty, individual loyalty. So they do that research and then they support their decision by asking others which is a complete opposite of what it was 25 years ago before the advent of the smartphone and social media, which, of course, I find fascinating um, because back in the day, you would ask someone, who do you use or what do you think, but then you would support it by what your perception was to the brand. And now it's completely opposite. So I think it's fascinating that you realized that early on and incorporated that into what you guys were doing.
0: Yeah, those are fascinating figures, absolutely. And I think another part of that is if if you look at the consumer in the past for my business, and I don't have the figures at hand, but. I think if we estimate, it was something like 70, 70 to 80% of clients who worked with a financial advisor, they found their financial advisor through a referral from a friend, from a professional. And the most recent data shows that that is changing dramatically. Like it's almost turned on its head. Instead of people asking for a referral, they have extreme confidence in their ability to use the internet to do their own research. So there's a huge amount that someone will just do a web search, start reading, and find somebody to work with on their own.
2: So the information that you put out there as an individual, because at the end of the day, it's still the emotional connection, right? They're going to figure out who you are and they believe, and Carrie believes this, too, that everything on the Internet that you read is true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, she's referencing our Friday fun facts that we do. And it's uh, every Friday we shoot a quick two-minute fa- fun fact that we, that we found on the Internet. And we read it, and we we often say this disclaimer, Andy, that um, we have not done any research. This may or may not be true in any way, shape, or form. And oftentimes, it's more me saying that than Lisa, because I'm going- Or I look
2: at him and say, where did you get that? And he'll be like, the internet. I'll be like, oh, well, that makes it true.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're at
0: an interesting time, because maybe Maybe we should create a new show where you have an article and the audience has to vote. Is it a real article or is it an Onion article? Because the lines are blurring. Sometimes you can't tell. Wow, that's a good that's idea. That's
2: a great idea. That's a fabulous idea. I think I just found a, a new thing for us, Carrie. Mm-hmm. And Andrew, will let you play too. <laughs>
0: because we have so much time, <laughs> well, right?
2: <laughs> exactly. We have yeah. so much time on our hands. Well, I want to ask you... Um, what is the one thing that you think separates someone with an idea from, like, what the idea we just had from a business leader with a vision that sees it through? Because it's completely different from my perspective.
0: Yeah, I see two important parts to that. I see one as you have to take the leap because so many people, you have a lot of great ideas and sometimes they're fleeting sometimes if you don't write it down you forget so a lot of people have a notebook or they put it into their phone because when you get those sort of flashes of inspiration you want to make sure that you don't lose it but you have to take the leap and actually give it a go i mean otherwise it's it's nothing more than you had this idea and you never acted upon it so I think one is that you've gotta take the leap, you've gotta do something, and the second half of that is the word execution. Because mm-hmm. once you have the idea and you have taken the leap, you need to keep at it. Um, consistency is important. It's, it's not something where you have an idea and you try it for 15 minutes. Uh, in most cases, most of the things that we do as business owners, it is a long game. And it requires consistency and focus and iterating. Otherwise, um, you know, if you don't give it enough time, you don't know if it's, if it's going to work or not.
1: Oh, that
2: is. Which sort of, that's great. And it leads me to wonder how do you as a business leader validate that what you believe to be the direction you need to go with your vision? Because I agree, I I think it does take time and you have to sort of flesh it out and build support for it. But how do you know what sort of, some people go, I just know in my gut, some people go, you know, are more data, more fact-based. Because at some point you have to say, yes, this is exactly where I need to be and what I need to be doing. And at other times you got to pull you know, the report and go. I'm done. This isn't what we should be doing. So, what sort of guides you when you're testing something?
0: I feel like I'm not the best person to ask that question to. I mean, mm-hmm. when it comes to
2: well, that's a question in and of itself. I, mean...
0: <laughs> I feel like in content marketing, there are a lot of analytics. So there there is data that one can really dig into to drive some of those decisions, but. I think that the reality for me as a small business owner, time is valuable and we're doing so many things from, I mean, we're trying to create content, but at the same time, we need to service our existing clients. We need to oversee operations on Fridays. We have to take the garbage out. I mean, it runs the gamut. We do everything. And because of that, Uh, I think the lesson to share is that one really should outsource some of these things so that you can have an expert to help you digging through data and helping you to make some of those decisions. Um, But I will openly admit that I have not done that. We do way too much stuff in-house. So because of that, we look at some data and then we also rely on our gut and then it's also when you hit a point of exhaustion and you're not happy with the results you say all right i'm i'm going to pivot because this is um this is taking up too much of my time and i'm not seeing enough of a benefit
1: well you know i think andy it's there is no there's it's more art than science there to your point there's not a point where you say uh, once i hit this metric then this, without question, will be the decision. You sort of have to go by feel. Is that what I'm hearing?
0: Yeah, I think, as you said, I think that it is, excuse me, I think it is art and a little science, but it's not always black and white. So there's a lot of gray area. So because of that, yes, um, you do go some by gut and intuition and whether things are feeling right or
1: not well i know that you know you just it, it is a long game and committing to a process and just continuing to get better i think is what a lot of people uh, might give up on maybe too soon and uh, but you've got a really really cool story that i want i want to make sure that you share and that's about something that you're currently trying right now that you don't know you, you don't know if it's going to work but you're sticking with it. Talk about that.
0: Yeah. I My view is that marketing is pretty experimental. I mean, even if you look at days when you were doing like print ads, it's experimental. You don't really know impact or what's going to work, what's not going to work. And that's especially true with uh, internet marketing. But I'm trying to learn from some of the solopreneurs and people who are creating content and building their brands and seeing how I can... Benefit uh, my financial advisory practice. But it was last fall that my brother came up with this idea, which seemed crazy at the time. He said, You know, I noticed that when I drive down Main Street in my town, there are empty storefronts. And, you know, part of that is because we're buying from Amazon all the time, we're buying online. And that is at the detriment of some of the small businesses in town because there is this mega shift happening. I mean, I'm as guilty as anyone. I have a lot of Amazon, Amazon Prime packages coming to my house, and it is convenient when I need something. But at the same time, I agreed with my brother. I said, absolutely true. There are some empty storefronts. You see some buildings where there's like high turnover, whether it's a restaurant or a boutique. And he said, you know, he feels really strongly about the buy local, support local movement. So he said, you know what we should do? We should do short form interviews with other business owners because one, it'll promote supporting local businesses. And the whole local business thing, I don't know, I, I feel like it is almost universally supported. I mean, I have, I've yet to find somebody who says, I am against buying local. I agree. <laughs> I mean, in, in this world that we live in right now, that, that's pretty divided politically, um, or there is vast, like, income inequality. I think whoever you talk to, buy local seems, everyone's going to say, yes, I support local businesses. I think that that's a good idea. And. It's a virtuous cycle because when you support the local businesses that are near you, it creates local jobs. A lot of those employees buy things locally. And the local business owners are usually very much involved in the local community. Um, More often than not, they have kids that are in the school systems. They support local charities. They're sponsoring the little league teams. So the idea for us was can we create... And we branded it as bylocalnj.com, so Buy local New Jersey, mm. and visit with small business owners in our community. And the sort of secondary secondary benefit to us, our hope was that can it come back to our business because it, it gives us a really unique way to go out into the community, make friends, without knocking on a door and saying, "Hi, I'm Andy." I'm a financial advisor. Usually the first reaction is, I've got, a, I've got someone. I'm fine, yeah. I don't need anything. And this is like very much opposite of that. I, I'm going into a place of business and I'm saying, I really love your business. I'm a small local business owner. Would you like to be featured in Buy Local NJ? We just shoot a video. We come out to your place of business. I'll interview you for five to 10 minutes. And we'll post that to com, and you can share that on Facebook or Instagram. And it's been super interesting uh, doing that. I love that. Story. And so, I how love many of these
2: have you done?
0: We've done just over 30. Wow. Yeah. And just are over you 30. seeing
2: sort of a stronger. Are you seeing anything come back to your business as of yet, or are you still building those relationships, but you feel like over time it will improve um, and convert to business for you?
0: We are still building those relationships. Um, I think that, yeah, I'm super optimistic because I feel like I'm not... Yeah, I'm super optimistic because I feel like there are different layers of building those relationships. One is like, okay, I made a friend because we're two business owners talking about their business. And is there potential for me to work directly with them? There is, because inevitably, while we are at their place of business, they're asking us, What do you guys do? And usually the question is, do you do this full-time? You make these videos? And I say, no, we're actually financial advisors. But we really believe strongly that, you know, the business owners add to the character of our communities and we want to help each other. We think that when we all help each other, that um, we all benefit, we all win. So there is a potential for me to work with some of these businesses, but we're also just building up goodwill and making friends and you know, going back to when I talked about referrals, um, I think that all of these businesses that we visit, they can be referral sources for us. But um yeah, it, it like I said, it's all experimental and we're going through this experiment.
1: <laughs> it, well, oh. I think you you know, you meant we talked about it being a long game and particularly in your business. That is Anybody that would switch abruptly would probably also switch away from you abruptly. So it probably, you know, it, it behooves you to build that relationship and trust before you bring a client on, because that's probably going to mean that the uh, the longevity of that client's going to be even greater.
0: Yes, that's a good point. That's a good point. So
1: let me that. ask you a question. Um, you've, you've had some exciting, things that you've been working on, you keep trying to make things better. What do you see in teen, 10 years for your business? I mean, you mentioned there was a point in time where you started to reflect and just extremely perceptive that you said, I think people are buying differently and you embrace that. Where do you see it going?
0: Well, I I want all of these efforts that we're trying to actually benefit our business and you know, see a business that grows and one where we can help an increasing number of people. Um, Yeah, before I go there, I have to share that having two financial advisors doing video work sometimes is comical because (laughs) we're we're not trained in video production. Oh my gosh. I think
2: you should cut out a bloopers list that would be fun Uh, some
0: of our early videos are kind of a blooper unfortunately because we didn't know about lighting we didn't know about good audio i mean this is like a true lesson in learning by doing which is a great thing but um you have to be willing to start somewhere and kind of know that you're gonna stink it up for a little bit and and certainly over 30 videos (laughs) we see improvement and uh You know, to Carrie's question, because this is the Caged Vision podcast, the vision even changes because at the beginning, I wanted like high quality, have like a DSLR camera where we could have super nice image and that's actually changed. Um, We're shooting two cameras, but we're using iPhones for the cameras just because it's so much easier to get in and out. And we looked at the quality and we say, you know what, with the iPhone, the quality is good enough. I mean, mm. what is the purpose? Wow. Is the purpose for like wow. a high quality, you know, sort of blurry background? And we came about, we we thought about that and said, you know what, that's not what it's all about. It's about the content, which is really about the business owner. And getting five to 10 minutes with the business owner, we don't need to bring like a lot of gear. So we're trying to bring less, and deliver more.
1: That is so good. Andy, you made me think of something that I talked uh, with Tyson Franklin on his show. And that is um, I had read somewhere, heard somewhere, probably on a podcast that um, it's the concept of strong beliefs, loosely held and your strong belief, the, the loosely held piece is it has to be this type of camera the strong belief is the value that you're that you that you're continuing to press forward on so I, I, i'm really glad you said that because it's okay to go back and tweak and refine your vision it's not it's not to set it in stone once and just go no it's to set it and then start start taking action then learn
0: yeah and i love the idea that this is something that i'm doing with my brother because we can kind of bounce ideas off of each other and it's like It's like you, Carrie, and you, Lisa, having a podcast together. You bring different thoughts and thinking and perspectives. Uh, So working with my brother, you know, we work together, right? But we've we've never done videos together. So how it works is that we'll take turns. Um, When we go visit a business, we take turns. We alternate. One of us Mm -hmm. will interview and be on camera while the other is doing the behind the scenes and making sure that the cameras are recording and make sure that the placement's okay and uh, make sure that the audio is recording. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been really interesting. And, and that's been part of the evolution because, uh, yeah, my brother, Chris, he said, you know what? We sh- maybe we should just do two iPhones. And I, I said, that's, that seems like a crazy idea. And I really like <laughs> your DSLR oh, and the quality. Yeah. And of course, he had to carry <laughs> that. So he, he said, well, let's test it out and see and um, I agreed I said you know what if we can actually do more videos because we have less things to carry and the iPhone video the quality is so good and I think that the algorithms in the phone are so good now when we use two phones you know the color is pretty equal we don't have to do color grading we don't have to do a lot of um, post processing And, Hmm. and, and that saves us a lot of time so it's all about efficiency
1: Uh, You are such an interesting guy. How do people get in touch with you?
0: (laughs) Well, they can find me, since we're having this discussion, at buylocalnj.com. That actually forwards to runnymede.com, because our business is Runnymede Capital Management. And, uh, yeah, that's part of the experiment. Um, Is it weird to have small business interviews from the local community on a financial advisor's website? That's a discussion that we had, too. But... I polled many, many friends and people smarter than I am, and they said, no, that is that is the key to the whole thing, that you guys are showing that you're individuals, you're, you're people, you're involved in the community, and I've, we've actually seen that. Um, I got a call just last week uh, from somebody, an inbound call into the office, and he said, oh, I heard your podcast, I visited your website, I really like that you guys have this community stuff that's really cool, so yeah, I think that it it all adds up um, and goes back to what Lisa was saying. It's like you gotta you gotta be authentic. You gotta show yourself as a person, and um, yeah, maybe be even a little vulnerable sometimes. We're not I all agree. perfect.
2: So, <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure? I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, you can ask but my the last wife. The question. Yeah, I can. Well. Carrie, you can ask me. You can ask Carrie. Last question. If you could give one piece of advice to your 20 year old self, what would it be?
0: Don't be scared. I think that. Um,
2: oh, I love that.
0: Yeah. I, I think. That. I don't know. At 20 years old, a lot of insecurities, which I still have, right? But I think at that time, I allowed it to hold me back from doing things. And today, I really am trying to embrace that if it's scary, as long as it's not dangerous, i should try it.
1: <laughs> which is which is ironically how we met.
0: That's how we met. Yeah. And actually ah, yeah.
2: That's right. We've come full circle. Yep. Because that on stage with your ukulele.
0: Yep. I was Jared Easley of Podcast Movement, he messaged me. He said, "I think that you should do this PMX talk." And i said, "That sounds horrible." Why would I want to do that? Okay. I will definitely do that.
1: Well, particularly because mo- a lot of people that do podcasts are more comfortable behind a mic, not behind a camera. Right, right.
0: Or up and on stage.
1: Or s- up on stage. And so challenging, <laughs> challenging that group. Now you have proven to be really good at all because you're get- now you're interviewing people behind camera and in front of the camera. You- you've been on stage and of course the mic is your friend
0: yeah it's it's all crazy i mean i've had some crazy experiences and um tina fey has a quote that i really like which is the fun is always on the other side of yes
1: oh i love love that. that i gotta jot that down that's gonna be in the show notes for sure it might even be the title the fun give it to me again
0: the fun is always on the other side of yes Love and actually, it. I put that into practice yesterday because the day before I got an email from uh, from a guy from TD Ameritrade Financial TV, and I had been there once. He emailed me. He said, can you come in tomorrow to do like a four-minute segment on the show? And I looked at my calendar and I said, "My, my it, it doesn't really make sense for me to go. I've got I've got a call scheduled in the morning. I've got another call in the afternoon. How can I run into New York? And I said, you know what? I have to say yes. <laughs> I've got to go into New York, to Times Square, to NASDAQ market sites, and I'm going to be on TV for four minutes, and then I will, I will do my call in the morning, go there, do my call in the afternoon, which I did in the car. But, um, yeah, I said yes. And, and was it fun? It was fun. It was fun.
2: Yay! I survived. Yes. Always so say yes. I like so that. Good.
1: Well, Andy, listen, we want to thank you. Lisa and I want to thank you for being on the Cage Vision Podcast. Each week, our goal is to provide encouragement and confidence to people that are looking to unlock their vision, and you have certainly delivered with some great quotes and ideas and and tips, and just take the leap,
0: right? Just take the leap take the leap do one thing every day that scares you well thank you for having me on your show i love what you guys do uh thanks for uh hosting the cage vision podcast and and supporting all of us business owners because we need it we need the encouragement we need the confidence and uh like i said i think that we can all help one another and uh do better